0: Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. Over the last couple of months, I have totally felt like I've been living Psalms 23. Some days I feel like Jesus is really, really close. So just like it says here, it says, He will refresh and restore my life. Jesus will, he'll refresh and restore my life. So some days I have felt like he is so close, and let me encourage you today and let you know the truth. You can be as close to Jesus as you want and as or as far away from Jesus as you want. It's totally up to you. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He'll never leave you, forsake you. He'll be closer to you than a brother and you can be as close to him as you want or as far away as you want. So I love that some days I have felt just the rich closeness of Jesus right next to me but there's been other days that I've also felt just as it says in Psalms 23, I'm walking through the sunless valley, the shadow of death. What a paradox. All in one psalm. Jesus talks about being our shepherd, leading us to victory, leading us to green pastures, leading us to still, quiet waters, but in the same passage, he goes, hey, I want you to know I'm gonna prepare a table for you because there's gonna be some times in your life that you're gonna go through the sunless, dark valley, and there is where I'm gonna meet you. Not on the mountaintop, not in your victories, not in your triumphs. The Lord goes, no, I'll actually meet you in the dark places, in trouble, when life doesn't really make sense. That's where I'll meet you. Because here's what I understand about life. I understand life is truly about one thing. It's called perspective. Perspective. How do you see life? How do you perceive life? Uh, last Sunday night, I got home, and I'll just be honest, I was super tired. We had a long, long week. I had five nights in a row. We had Liberty Township meeting on Monday. Um, I had a dinner Tuesday night. Wednesday night, I had elders meeting. Thursday, Friday night, I had uh, dinners. And then Saturday, I was getting ready for service. Sunday morning came, I did three services. Got done with service. Me and Jess hopped in the truck. We got some canes, ate some canes in the truck, and then and anybody it canes, you're like, yeah, I I love some canes right now, okay, I actually love it, Um, we got some canes, and then ran off to a wedding last Sunday, and then after the wedding came home, we had a bunch of youth girls at the house, they were making crown bracelets for everybody, and we were making, you know, cookies, and and cinnamon rolls for them, and entertaining all the girls, and so by about 8.30, 9 o'clock, I'm just gonna be honest, so it's pretty spent, And the only thing I wanted to do was watch the Bears game. That's it. Now, unfortunately, I already knew they won. I, like, literally almost got through the entire wedding without knowing who won. And then the last minute, I'm, like, walking out of the wedding, and somebody goes, hey, how about them Bears? I'm like, oh, are you serious right now? So I want to watch the Bears game. But what I feel is that Luke, our youngest, our nine-year-old, he's missing dad. I've been busy all week. I haven't been home a lot. And I can feel like he wants some dad time. Like, I've given my time to everybody, but he's like, I want some dad time. I need to wrestle, I need a pillow fight, right? Because this is what nine-year-olds want, right? I I need to play some football. And I'll be honest with you, this is the last thing that I want to do, right? I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and, and I want to be grumpy. Can I get an amen from anybody? Yeah, I just, I'm like, when you come into church sometimes, you're like, I don't care if Jesus is here, I'm gonna be grumpy. <laughs> it's been a long week, right? And I just wanted to be grumpy. But I knew that I had to choose my perspective in that moment, Right? I had to choose what I was feeling in that moment because the true perspective is he's an awesome little boy that just wants to spend some time with his dad and he doesn't really care about everything I've been doing all week, right? So I have to change my perspective in that moment. My perspective has to be correct. My perspective has to be, no, no. The joy of the Lord can be my strength in this moment. And so Psalm 23 is really trying to give us perspective. Help us understand, what do we do with verse four and five? Because verse four and five tell us what? That we're gonna go through the sunless, dark valley. And you know what I say to that? I say that's dog water. You're like, wait, what's dog water? It's, it's a new term. You'll, you'll catch it if you, if you don't know. It's dog water, though. I just, dog water. I, I don't wanna go through it. Can I get an amen from anybody? Oh, you do wanna go through it? Good for you. Good for you. I don't. But it says you're gonna go through what? The sunless, dark valley of death. And here's what I know, is that sometimes in life this is gonna happen. You're gonna lose a job sometimes. Right? You're going to lose your job. Sometimes you're going to deal with a miscarriage. Sometimes there's going to be a divorce. Sometimes there's going to be a death. Sometimes there's going to be a season of depression. Sometimes life is just going to be crazy and overwhelming. And you're going to feel like what? I'm like, we're just going through the dark valley and I don't know what to do. Can I get an amen? Oh, uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm right there. He's like, I'm in a valley of hunger right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Your perspective, write this down, your perspective in the season of the valley of death, okay? Your perspective of the valley of darkness will determine how you get to the other side one or two ways you will either go through it with Jesus, because remember, he says, I'm gonna set up a table when you're going through these hard times of life. When you lose your job, I'm gonna set up a table. I know it's gonna be a dark day, I know it's gonna be a hard day, but I'm gonna set up a table and I'm gonna meet you at that table and I have a meal prepared for you to take care of you. That's where I'm gonna meet you. He goes, I'll meet you there. So you can go through it with Jesus and, and you will get to the other side with him, and when you get to the other side with him, you'll be blessed, you'll have new understanding, your faith will grow, and you'll be stronger. Right? Because here's the deal. Your faith doesn't grow on the mountaintop. I know you all wanna live there all the time. I know you all want me to tell you that now that you serve Jesus, that's just the life you're gonna have constantly. You're just always gonna be on the mountaintop, but I can't tell you that because the word promises us that we won't have that. And I can tell you this much, that God is really concerned in growing your faith and trust in him. And it only happens, you only get stronger under what? The weight and pressure, you know. So Jess uh, went with Michael uh, like a week ago to the gym. Michael has been like hitting the gym with Pastor Adam, and they're just like you know getting all yoked up, and they're always like meet us at the gym at 4:30. I'm like, yeah, meet me at my bed at 4:30, okay? But they're 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 like hitting the gym, and so Jess went with Michael to the gym and. And she was gonna, she lifted some weights. And she came home and she told me, she's like, Jeff, my arms can't stop shaking. They're just, they're just, they're just shaking. You know what I mean? She's like, I just feel like they're like, I'm gonna rip my arms off right now. Okay. Why? Because the only way you get stronger is by what? Being under the weight. See, God uses natural things to teach us supernatural things. So he goes, listen, you can go through this dark season, this hard season with me, and when you get to the other side, you'll actually be blessed because you'll be stronger, you'll be more equipped, you'll have new understanding when you get to the other side, or or you can go through that season all by yourself. It's your choice. I I wanna meet you at the table, but I can't force you Isn't that interesting about free will? God can't force you to come to church. God can't force you to read the word. He can't force you to worship. He can't force you in anything, it's free will. So he says, you can do it on your own, but when you get to the other side of that dark valley without me, you'll end up this way, angry, bitter, victim, and I'm gonna leave God and I'm gonna leave the church. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people walk away from the Lord and walk away from the church after a hard season of their life. Why? Because they didn't go through it with Jesus. They went through it on their own. Mark chapter 4, Jesus shares with us about storms. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in a boat and they started out leaving the crowds behind. Soon a fierce storm came up, high waves breaking into the boat and the boat began to fill with water. I don't know about you, but I don't wanna be on any of those kind of boats that are filling up with water okay that's that's not the plan for my life and my future okay jesus was sleeping in the back with his head on a cushion i want to know was it a my pillow was it a pillow cube like like what kind of cushion was this that jesus was laying on all right the disciples woke him up shouting teacher don't you care that we're going down when jesus woke up he woke up and he rebuked the wind and he said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and it was a great calm. Then he asked them this question, okay? Look at the language that he uses. Why are you afraid? Well, I don't know, Jesus. We're just in a boat and there's water coming into the boat and we're in the middle of the lake and we're gonna die, right? Jesus says, why are you afraid? The other Passion Version puts it this way. He says, why are you fearful? Have you lost your faith in me? Great question. Write that question down today. Have you lost your faith in him? Have you lost your vision in him? Have you lost the perspective that, like I said, that he's a God of unlimited resources? Have you lost your heart? Have you lost your way? He says, have you lost your faith in me? I'm literally right here with you, but have you lost it? So today, let's talk about storms. Let's talk about the sunless valley of death, those moments in our life, and then let's apply Psalms 23 to it. So point number one is this, where did that come from? Where did that come from? Now, I love Florida, and I know many of you love Florida. Can I get an amen from anybody that loves Florida? You just you love the sun, you love the beach, you love the warmth, like praise God for Florida, okay? Now, any of you that have ever spent any amount of time in Florida understand this, okay? One minute, it can be just dry, sunny, beautiful, right? Put up that video, okay? I decided one morning I was gonna take a walk. I'm like, man, it's just so pretty. There's palm trees, the sun's out, beautiful blue sky, and I was just out, had some AirPods in, listening to some worship music, just trying to hear from the Lord, and I'm taking this long walk. I was gonna go get a bagel. Doesn't a bagel sound good right now? Just, just a sesame seed bagel. I was like, man, I can't wait to get there. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this happened. literally out of nowhere, just walking down the street, And all of a sudden, I'm soaked. I mean, soaked. If you've ever been in Florida rain, you understand. You are soaked. You are drenched. And you have this feeling like, where did that come from? Doesn't that sound like life? Right? You're just going through life and all of a sudden, a storm pops up. And a bunch of you, you have a bunch of storm makers. They're called children at your house, <laughs> okay? And they make storms all the time. They make messes. They're, they're wind and they're lightning. And rain. I mean, they're just making storms all the time for you, okay? You're going through life and just what happens? Storms hit. Why, why do storms hit? Because let me tell you something. What did the beginning of Psalms 23 say? The Lord is my shepherd, meaning what? He's taking you somewhere. Do you know that about shepherds? They don't stay still. They lead the sheep, and the sheep follow the shepherd. So that means that the Lord is always trying to take you somewhere. Now, you might go with them, but you might not go with them. It depends on what season you're in. I'm just being really honest with you. I, I really believe that there's seasons you're like, yeah, okay, I'll follow you. And then there's seasons where you are like, I no, I, I like this direction. I like my plan. I like my way. I, I see something over here that I like. It has my attention. But he's always trying to take you. So when the Lord is trying to take you somewhere, what does the enemy do? He brings a storm. He brings a problem. Why? Because he wants to take away your attention, right? You're at the table. You're with the Lord. He's feeding you. He's taking you to green pastures, quiet waters, refreshing and restoring your life. The enemy has one purpose, always. John 10, 10, to steal, kill, destroy. And he wants to do what? By any means possible, Bring a storm into your life to do what? To distract you. Simply to take your eyes off of Jesus, to get your eyes off of him, and you just go, well, where did that come from? It's just the enemy. It's just the enemy. Point number two is this. You have everything you need. What do you mean? You have everything you need to go through that storm or that valley because Jesus the good shepherd said it in Psalms 23. He said, I'm the good shepherd and you have everything you need. Why? Because he's with you. He's with you. Now here's the deal. I know life storms are scary. I, I totally get this. Listen, we really don't care about the job that we lose. What we really care about is the water called income that is just pouring into your boat and you're trying to figure out how am I gonna pay my bills? How am I gonna provide for my family? How are we gonna get to the other side? That's what you care about, right? Now, how do you say, I'm going through the valley I've lost my job, we're going through the valley, we had a miscarriage, we're going through the valley, we're having this horrible strife in our home all the time. How do you say that I have everything I need? Well, if you allow the shepherd to lead you, he told you, I'll be with you and you'll have everything you need because I'm with you. I'm with you. He says this, the Lord is my shepherd to feed to guide, to shield me. I shall not want, I don't have any needs, why? Because he's with me. He lets me lie down in green pastures. Green pastures. Now here's what I need you to understand about shepherds and green pastures. It's not our perspective. So our perspective of green pastures is like Kentucky bluegrass and just miles and miles of green lush grass and great pastures. That, that's our perspective, okay? but. That's not a biblical perspective. Let me show you a biblical perspective. Let me show you this terrain, okay? Go to that picture. This is what most terrain looks like in the Middle East, okay? So a shepherd would be leading his sheep through terrain like this. Mountains and valleys and rocky places and dry places and harsh places, go to the next picture. And, and, he said, and it says this, that he will lead the sheep, there's a shepherd, he leads the sheep to green pastures. Do you know that this is what a green pasture looks like? It's tufts of grass. It, it's not what you think. It's not what I think. See, you think like, oh, God's gonna lead me to this place where I no longer have any needs ever again. You think God's gonna lead me to this place that I'm never gonna want for anything again? That's called winning the lottery, okay? All right? That's not God. He says this, I'll lead you to these places, and if we understand when a shepherd leads the sheep, he's leading them to a place where they can get just a little tuff of grass, just enough to feed them for the day. But the shepherd provides for them, what? each and every day. So each day, you can take that picture down, each day when you're going through the storm and you're going through the valley, the Lord makes a promise. I will meet you at the table that I set up for you for that day and I will feed you for that day and you will have everything you need for that day. It's like the children of Israel, remember? God said, hey, I'll provide for you. I'll give you manna every morning. And they were like, cool, great, thanks, God. And then they got up and they got it, and they were like, dang it, we're gonna have to get up again tomorrow morning and do this all over again. And so they got real wise in their own thoughts, and they thought, what, we'll just get up the next day. We'll gather as much as we want, and we'll have it for weeks and weeks, and we won't have to keep getting up and getting this dumb manna off the ground every morning until they woke up the next morning and it was all rotten. Why? Because God was trying to teach them, I will feed you daily fresh bread, fresh manna every day as you what? Come to the table and spend the day with me. This is why it's so important that you have your own personal relationship with Jesus outside of Sunday morning. Sunday morning can't, withstand the rest of the week. You're gonna face a problem on Thursday, and guess what, I'm not going to be there. (laughs) Right? Like, I'm not, like, Braden's gonna face a problem on Thursday, and I mean, how nice would it be like if I just kinda popped out of nowhere at his school, and I was like, hey, Braden, how are you? Just wanna encourage you right now that the Lord loves you and he's with you. He'll never forsake you. Have a great, blessed day. Right? He'd be like, Where did you come from? What is how? Are you cloning yourself? Right? That doesn't happen. But you know who is with you on Thursday? The Holy Spirit. There to what? Feed you what you need on Thursday in that moment. Listen, the shepherd, the shepherd, I'm gonna tell you three things of the shepherd. One, the shepherd knows the way, he's the best GPS. He's the best GPS. Second thing is this, he will feed you what you need that day and then the third thing is this, he will give you rest. He'll give you rest. Point number three is this, Jesus asleep. Verse 38, Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat with his head on a cushion, sleeping during the storm. Now, I'm a light sleeper. Anybody else a light sleeper? Okay, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I just hear any kind of noise and I'm like, where are they? Right? Can't shoot my kids, right? But right? I'm a light sleeper, okay? So when storms hit, I don't I don't sleep real well, okay? I'm usually up for hours when they're going on. I just can't sleep well. But but Jesus is sleeping, okay? And and I wanna make sure you understand your perspective of this boat. This is not like a cruise ship. You know what I mean? Like they're not serving lobster and filet mignon and this, on this boat with Jesus, okay? This is an old wooden boat. And it says that there's waves coming in. That means everybody's just getting soaked just getting drenched, right? There's thunder, there's lightning. If you've ever been on a boat like me and Ryan Erdle have been in the middle of a storm, it is not a comforting place, all right? I, I literally thought, this is the day. I'm going home, seeing the Lord. We're in a metal boat on, on the river, and Ryan told me that we were gonna be okay, but we are not okay, okay? And, and there's lightning, and there's wind, and and, 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 and here's, here's Jesus asleep. Asleep. Telling us what? You can have peace and you can have rest even when you're going through the storms of life. Oh, I should have got a good amen right there. You can have peace and you can have rest even though you go through the storms of life. Because here's what Psalms tells us. Psalms 23, verse five. I prepare a table for you in where? The presence of your enemy, In the valley, in the hard place, in the storm, in the struggle, in the frustration, in the anger, in the pain. He says, I'll prepare a table there. I'll meet you at that table. And then at that table, I'll do something for you. I'll anoint your head with my oil. I'll anoint it. I'll pour out my spirit on your head. So how many of you know that we're, we're like Coke sometimes? We're just kinda explosive. <laughs> All right, so let's use this Coke to represent us, right? This is our life, okay? And, and we're going through our life and, you know, day by day, and then what happens? Hard times come called Mentos, <laughs> right? I mean, we've all done the experiment with our kids. We've all seen it. You know, teacher did it with you. What, what, what happens when we add Mentos to this, right? It, it, just, it, it just explodes. It just goes everywhere. And, and that's really a great picture of our life. Like, we're just going through our life, and then a storm pops up out of nowhere, and what happens? We just explode, Anger, frustration, disappointment, we're frustrated, right? We say things we would never say. We do things we would never do. We run to addictions that we would never do before. Being real, real up here, right? And And our life explodes. But remember what the Lord said. I'll meet you in that place when you lose your job. I'll meet you in that place when the world falls apart. I'll meet you in that place when life doesn't make sense and my promise to you is this, I will anoint your head with oil, right? He says, I'm going to pour out my oil upon your thoughts, upon your perspectives, upon your life, upon your direction, I'm gonna pour out my wisdom, my understanding, my perspectives, my love, my grace, and my peace. That's what he says. I'll anoint you with my Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit produced in our lives? Galatians tells us this. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. What, self-control? So he says, when I anoint you with the Holy Spirit, when you come to the table and the Holy Spirit strengthens you daily, not weekly, or let's even go as far to say every other week, because that's how we get to church, we get to church every other week. He doesn't say I'll anoint your head every other week, I'll anoint your head daily, and then all of a sudden, when life happens, we lose our job, what happens? There's a barrier. and it protects us, and his grace is enough, and his strength is enough. Listen, life's gonna happen. There's gonna be moments that just don't make sense, but there'll be oil there to protect your thoughts, to protect your heart, to give you the grace that you need to go through that moment Listen, one, I, I can't explain to you how beautiful of a moment it was yesterday. You know, I, I had to ask the Lord. I said, Lord, what do I say? Right, because what do you say? What do you say when you walk into a room and, and you're experiencing what, what I'm experiencing? What do you say? So I said, Lord, what do I say? And the Lord told me, he said this, remind them that I'm coming back and I'm gonna reestablish my kingdom on the earth and we're gonna reign and rule together for a 1,000 years and he is more alive than ever and I'm gonna raise him up and he's gonna have a very full life with me for eternity. So I tell them this, they hand me him, And I told him, I said, we're going to worship Jesus right now. I just started praising the Lord. I just started worshiping the Lord. And the presence of God just filled that room. And the Holy Spirit just flooded that room. And the oil of the Lord just just fell on everybody in that room. It doesn't change the fact of what just happened. But his oil is enough. His oil is enough. His love, his grace, his strength, it's enough, amen? He anoints your head with oil. Point number four is Sunless Valley. I don't know about you, but I don't like dark places. We had this dark basement when I was growing up. We lived in this old 100-year-old farmhouse. It was crazy dirty and nasty and there was probably rats and all kinds of, and it was dark and gloomy, and I hated it. You know what else I hate, I hate haunted houses, okay? I just hate them. <laughs> they're just dark, you don't know where you're going. People are like jumping out at you and I just wanna fight everybody, okay? I mean like, they're like, ah! I'm like, Ugh! you know? Get out of my face, in the name of Jesus. I don't like dark places. So I'm not a big fan of this verse, to be honest with you. Because here's what I know about dark places. When there's darkness and you can't see it, you have to what? You have to feel your way around. Like sometimes I come into the church really late at night and I just don't wanna go through the process of turning on the lights and... But I know if I can just get to the back here, I can like turn on a light. So I'm just like walking through this dark room like this. Like. (laughs) And sure enough, I always hit a chair or something, you know? You're feeling your way through, right? Because it's dark. You don't know where to go. Can I tell you something? When you're in a storm, when you're in the dark valley, the last thing you can trust is your feelings. The last thing you can trust is your feelings. Because your feelings will lie to you. You know, last Sunday night, finally, I played some football with Luke, and then, you know, it's like, now it's like 10 30, o'clock, and, I'm, you know, I'm watching the Bears and I'm going to bed, and I, and I was just like, Exhausted and in my feelings. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you get exhausted, and you're like, I just need something to like give me a little pickup right now. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, I think there's some ice cream down in in the in the fridge. You know, down in the freezer, and it's good ice cream. It has caramel and and toffee. Toffee, come on, super good. And so I'm like, I just thought to myself, man, I just if I could just have just a couple bites, right? Just you know, how many of you know like a bite is like a whole scoop, you know, and you're like, uh, it's just like a couple bites. Now, here's the deal. I'm super allergic to ice cream, okay? I'm just telling you. Uh, If I have ice cream maybe around like 10 or 11 in the morning, like a little bit, I might be good, but ice cream at like 11 o'clock at night, man, at that moment, it felt like the right thing. You know what I'm talking about? You're like, this ho-ho feels like the right thing right now, you know what I mean? That that ice cream felt like the right thing until 24 hours later and I realized it was not the right thing, okay? Listen, you can't trust your feelings in these seasons because the enemy will twist your emotions in these seasons. I'll, I'll tell you what the enemy's voice sounds like in these seasons. He'll go, how could God let that happen? somebody was in the room with McKenna and Cole, and they said, I can't believe God let this happen. I can't believe that he did this. And it was, I was just so beautiful. Uh, It was so beautiful. She she just piped up in her bed, and she said, God didn't do this. God is good. I was so proud of her. She wasn't gonna allow the enemy to twist her feelings in that moment. Because the enemy will go, how did God let this happen? God could have prevented that. How could you, here's, here's the big one. How could you ever trust God? How could you ever trust him again? He'll say, how could you ever serve God anymore? You certainly can't trust his voice And, and he'll bring some real doubt into your heart. And let me be the first to say, I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to sit at the table with the Lord, but also have the enemy there, and kind of having one eye on the Lord and one eye on the enemy. you're thinking maybe you're right how how could God let this happen how how am I going through this season how how is this not working out the way I thought how and it's like you're in this split place on one end you're like I have faith and on the other end I have a bunch of doubts so what do we do with those doubts John 20, Jesus tells us what to do with our doubts. Verse 26, eight days later, his disciples were inside the house again and Thomas was with them, doubting Thomas. Jesus came through the door. This is the resurrected Jesus. This is the Jesus that died for your sin, for your failure, all your mistakes, died, took your place on the cross, went to hell, defeated death, hell in the grave, and now is resurrected as Lord of Lord, King of kings, taking all of your guilt, taking all of your shame. Jesus, this Jesus just, he goes, I don't need to open doors anymore, I'll just come through them. He just comes through the door, and he stood among them, and he said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, I love that he points out Thomas, doubting Thomas, He goes, Thomas, I want you to know, I'm okay with your doubts, and I want you to hear this today. The Lord is okay with your doubts. He gets it. So he tells him this, he says, reach with your fingers to my nail-pierced hands. Come and touch them. Put them in the holes. Come and touch and see that I am resurrected, that I have defeated. Death, hell, and the grave, that I am the King of glory. Come touch, come feel, come and see for yourself, Thomas, that I am alive. He tells Thomas, he says, Hey, come, put your hand in my side where they pierced it. Come. I know you have doubts, Thomas, I know you have fears. I know you don't understand everything right now, but that's okay, just come, come to me. The Lord goes, I know that you don't understand everything in this life. I know that you don't get it all. I know that there's a lot of really moments that feel overwhelming and feel dark, and they feel like you're feeling your way through life. He goes, just come, come sit with me. Come touch me, come feel me, come be with me. Let me anoint you with my oil. Let my grace abound to you. Let me strengthen you. Let me give you hope again. Let me give you new perspective. Just come, come be with me. That's what he's saying to you today. Come. Don't run, because here's the problem. When we go through storms, It happens repeatedly over and over and over again. I will not see somebody in church for weeks and I'll know they're going through a storm. Instead of running to the table, instead of running to the Lord, we actually do the opposite. We run because we get in our feelings and the enemy starts twisting our emotions, he starts twisting our feelings and he starts twisting our perspective and all of a sudden our perspective is that God isn't good anymore. Can I tell you some truth? We live in a fallen world. If you wanna blame anybody, blame Adam and Eve. I'm gonna have a long conversation with them someday. I really am. It was all their fault. God gave them dominion and authority over the entire earth. And then when they chose to sin, they gave that authority to who? The devil. And we live in a fallen world that the Bible says that the devil is the prince. He's not the king. He's the prince of this world. And because he's the prince of this world, we're gonna go through hardship. But here's the truth, the king, the true king, the one king, Jesus goes, I knew that you were gonna go through hard times. I knew that you were gonna go through tough days. I knew that this was gonna happen. So I prepared a special table for you to anoint you with my oil to give you the strength so that you can get to the other side. Last point is this, the word of the Lord, verse 35. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side. Why was Jesus sleeping? Because he had already declared that they were going to the other side. You know what you need in the dark place in the valley? You need the word of the Lord. You need a scripture. When you go through a hard time, you need to search the word, search the word, search the word and go, this is my verse. This is my scripture. I'm going to declare it over my life. I'm gonna declare it over my family. I'm gonna declare it over my future. I'm gonna declare it over our lives. And this verse, this verse, what God said, his promises that are yes and amen, Right, because he cannot be a liar. He would not be God then. His promises that are yes and amen. This verse, this promise, this will be the thing that takes me where? To the other side. Jesus was asleep because he had already declared. Guys we're going to the other side. I know a storm's coming, I know a trial's coming, I know a hardship's coming, but I'm telling you guys, no matter how much water gets in the boat, no matter how hard the wind blows, no matter how, how loud the lightning and the thunder is, I want you to know, guys, I already told you, we're going to the other side. We're going to the other side.